0: This podcast is sponsored by Bark Buddies. Bark Buddies provides premium quality, durable, fun, and safe toys for all breeds and sizes at an affordable cost.
1: For 15% off your next order, use code ERPBROTHERSINTANK. All orders over $50 receive free shipping. Welcome to our dog cast. This podcast dives deep into the reality of being a dog owner. Through
0: our own personal encounters as dog parents, our jobs provide you guys knowledge on how to make the most of your dog experiences.
1: Our goal is to supply you with knowledge but also be the voice of dogs in need. What's up, dogs? My name is Andrea and this is Allie. What's up, dogs? So today's topic, we're going to be talking about crate training.
0: Basically, we're going to kind of explain, like, if you have a puppy, what to kind of do, I guess, because I struggled with this, and I know yeah. that Andrea struggled with this too, and this is a topic that I know a
1: lot of people have
0: trouble with. And- yeah,
1: so it's the expectations versus reality, because a lot of people will go on about how their dog's absolutely terrible, and there's other yeah. people that are like, my dog's absolutely amazing in the crate. And I kind of got the best of both worlds, because... Didgo was absolutely awesome in the crate, and Lombardi was not absolutely awesome in the crate. So for me, with Tank, I had I had luck. Obviously, I figured
0: it out. And once you figured out, he was great. But unlike Andrea's dogs, hers didn't really scream in the crate. Yeah, no, mine never See, screamed. My Labrador retriever liked to absolutely scream bloody murder in the crate. And yeah. it would literally be the loudest ear-piercing thing ever. So yes. for me, crate training was kind of getting past that. And I know there's a lot of dog owners that go through this and they have no idea what to do. And if you make the wrong decision, I think, like handling this, it can kind of your
1: training back a lot I, say. I agree i feel like something that is huge for people is crate sizes they don't know what size to get yeah, their dog for real. see i didn't know what size to get my dogs and i got a crate that they could grow into yeah which if you keep w- in mind she has great
0: Danes. yes keep so in mind i have harsh. great danes
1: so in the beginning i heard from a lot of people, that, that wasn't smart because yeah. you have to use a divider. Yeah. But it ended up working for us just because I ended up crate turning them together in the same yeah. crate. Yeah, so she
0: had both of the little baby Great Danes in the same crate. So it yes. worked out for her. But I actually used her old crate <laughs> for tank, which was obviously when they were like little. She went through a lot more crates than me, obviously, because her dogs are ginormous. But I used... How big do you think it was?
1: It was a
0: medium-sized crate. A medium-sized yeah. crate. And I didn't... Well, we'll get into this in a little bit. I didn't use a divider or anything like that, but it still worked out for me because I think Tank kind of had a hang of the crate. Like when he was a baby at like the breeder's yeah. place. What do I even call that? His, where the breeders were, he was like already kind of being trained to be in a, like uh, enclosed space yeah. that was big, and then come out of it and that stuff. So that kind of like put me ahead, I guess. But yeah, I used a medium-sized crate. But we're gonna kind of get into eventually like what you should really buy. Yeah. I feel like
1: that was trial and error for us because I didn't know what to expect. Me either.
0: But here we are. This is why we're here to tell you. We're here to give you knowledge. Yeah, what actually worked and what actually didn't. And we did some things we probably weren't supposed to do, but it still worked out. So full send. Okay, this claimer. Who is? (laughs) Didka is. If you hear a bunch of growling and screaming in the background, it is our dogs wrestling.
1: Also, if you (laughs) hear the door like opening, that's Didka. Like Didka (laughs) knows how to open the door. It sounds like a grizzly bear is literally
0: getting murdered in the background. So if you hear that, sorry, can't help it. We literally locked ourselves in the
1: bathroom to avoid this. (laughs) They're literally so loud. Okay, so did you use a pen, a kennel, or a crate?
0: So what even is a pen exactly? I know that you didn't use a pen and I didn't use a pen. Yeah, I but I see people pen. do that and I really don't know. What.
1: I used a pen for our first Dane for Iris. Yeah. So a pen isn't covered on the top. And she ended up learning how to jump it's out It's kind of, of like a gate, escape. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. And if you have a Dane... I feel like it's very pointless to have a pen. But maybe like a little dog. Yeah, a little dog. I see a lot of people with Yorkies and stuff like that have them. I used a crate.
0: I used a crate too because Tank would have jumped out. Yeah, and I feel like it's nice because whenever they were
1: puppies, uh, they could see me, but also I could cover it up. Yeah, but like for me, before I
0: covered it, like – Tank would like watch me around the house yeah. and like be like, get me out,
1: bitch. Like, yeah. And <laughs> screaming because I remember he'd yeah. scream. And then
0: I covered it and he couldn't like sense where I guess he probably could still sense where I was, but it but wasn't But he couldn't as see. You. So he yeah. wasn't like, uh. yeah. Um, but I have seen people use, like, the pens for labs, I think. I, yeah, but, like, when they're puppies.
1: When they're babies, but it's like... I imagine a I pen, know. like, when you're going to go pick up your puppy or choosing yeah. a puppy, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, all yeah. in the pen. In the pen, yeah. But I don't see anyone I
0: mean, else using it for I different reason. That's too much freedom for, like, a baby, in my opinion.
1: So I feel like people that use pens do puppy pads.
0: Yeah, neither of us did puppy pads. I don't believe in puppy pads. I don't believe in puppy pads either. I think it's like reverse potty training, but... Well, I, I feel like, like if I'm letting
1: my dog pee inside...
0: Yeah, then what's the point? Then he's going to pee inside out yeah. Some people, I feel like, put potty pads inside of, like,
1: crates, they're crates too. They're yes. That's just we. Not, I got from a lot of older people, they're like, make sure you put potty pads, they can land that. And I'm yeah, like, but then they would pee on it. So yeah, and me. it smells like pee. Exactly. So that's just... Yeah, I never used sense. a potty pad, actually. Yeah,
0: I didn't either at all, and I'm... What's the word? Anti-potty pad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't advocate <laughs>
1: for potty pads. Yeah, same.
0: I see other people using kennels, so basically the difference between a crate and a kennel is a crate is the one that's, like, the bars. Yeah. A kennel's, like, the enclosed thing you see in, like, people driving on the highway with their dogs in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And my, like, first dog growing up, we always had a kennel for him, but the reason I think that we had the kennel was for, like, traveling purposes. If I was going on, like, a really long trip and I wanted to make sure Tank was, like, safe, I would get a kennel for the car. But I think the only reason we had that was just because it was, like... You can use it for both, I guess. Yeah, I guess.
1: I mean, we never I guess my first dog, our lab, we didn't really travel with her a lot. Yeah. And we even did.
0: With, we kind of did. So I think that's why we had yeah. it. Yeah. So and I with
1: guess, our, with our boys, like they do so well in the car. Yeah. I wouldn't we need it. Car. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Also, I just don't think they they probably do, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they would have a size for a great day yeah, no, and imagine two in my car yeah like, not that's not gonna that. work yeah.
0: yeah but like kennel's just ugly it's not doesn't yeah. look cute in my the room the aesthetic so of my room yeah lot look good with a kennel so that's the reason why I didn't get one but I guess if you travel a lot and you want your dog to be safe in the car which is probably something that we both should be doing but yeah. we're not yeah you should definitely get a kennel so what exactly did you have in their crate when they were puppies so this
1: is something that i was kind of trial and error about but yeah. from the beginning i had absolutely nothing in it i would have towels and blankets yeah nothing else So it was always just stuff that they couldn't chew up and then the two times there's one time that i put a bed in there with didka because i felt really bad and he ripped it up yeah it happened to and me too <laughs> i had one toy in the crate once He ripped it up. Yeah. And the dogs had never chewed through anything other than a couch, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) But whenever I'd put stuff in the crate, they would rip stuff up. Yeah. So I like to keep it simple, not have anything that, you know, if you're leaving your dog in there for a while. But don't be stupid. Yeah, because they get creative. They get bored. Yeah. So that causes a sort of an attraction to them. Yeah. Destructive. Behavior. Yeah.
0: But for me, so I went through the phase of like I had like this mat thing or whatever it's called, like a like a foam. Yeah. Yeah. Destroyed Memory that. Foam. Won't do that again. The only thing that I kind of this is like kind of a tip I've never heard anyone else say. This is totally like kind of weird, but. Tank's kennel is like right next to my bed and whenever I had nothing in it, just like the plastic, his toenails when he was sleeping and he'd yeah. run in his sleep would be so loud. So I had to put something. But like right now I just have like ratchet old blankets.
1: See Lombardi whenever he's in his crate at night, I swear, like the whole thing moves. It's like he like <laughs> lunges at the freaking thing, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah I, I i usually keep it simple so they yeah. don't get creative same. exactly the same
0: but it's not like i don't put nothing in there because then i'd feel like it's like a prison cell but i know you're supposed to do you're that. supposed
1: to i know i just can't several trainers that. that i've talked to they always yeah. say nothing that they can tear up yeah. nothing that they can chew and i've always done that i tried feeding like leaving water and food in there yeah. but the food oh, i come I back that. it's everywhere i remember the, they also the ate a bowl yes yes and the water is everywhere so i yeah. come back to wet puppy with diarrhea on yeah. it because he ate a food bowl <laughs> yeah. and it's just not it's not worth it yeah it's not so my biggest goal for crate training was making it my dog's safe space. So yeah. I always played with Didgun Lombardi in there. I always threw treats in there. I'd feed them in there for the longest time. That worked for me, too. Whenever so. they are tiny, I would lay down in there with them, which is crazy, but <laughs> that I, I would. <laughs> but it makes them comfortable because yeah. if you just throw your dog in there and he doesn't feel like it's a safe place he's gonna be scared yeah no
0: i completely agree like yeah. imagine being brought home into this like home and you have no idea where you are and they throw you in a yeah. box
1: it's like living in an apartment that's not furnished for real <laughs> i think i can relate yeah, to you that. Can. I <laughs> so i i just feel like making it positive reinforcing yes. them being good like yeah getting anytime them they're treats. in there it's
0: like baby talk the yes. hell out of it. yeah everything.
1: i remember yeah. when lombardi would go back into this great and did guy i would always be like oh my god like good job Give god you're a legend yeah Yeah, like whoa so just making it positive yeah uh also using crate training for the right purpose i know a lot of people that get dogs just to put their dogs into the crate yeah which is not appropriate at all uh we give you these tips for the right reasons like don't do you know making it positive yeah and then just throw your dog do, in like there. leave them in there the entire day
0: that's yes. not don't get a dog if that's what you're yes, gonna do yes don't get a
1: dog if that's the case and I mean if you do at least have a dog walker or have someone come check yeah. on the dogs but I do think that using all these steps are appropriate if you're using it for the right reason
0: yeah one more thing I would say is I think that people will get dogs and throw them in the crate like expect that the crate is used for like eight plus hours a day at a yes. time and like your dog is destructive as hell, literally. Like, oh, just yeah, your definitely. dog will not behave, like...
1: Not at all. And then they get mad at their dog yeah, for like, peeing in the crate. And it's exactly. like, well, you yeah. left me in here for it. It's like, hours. I feel like
0: just irresponsibility within crate training is what makes a destructive dog. Oh, yeah, for exactly. Sure.
1: I agree with you. Yeah. And that's why whenever I leave I left the boys in there longer no I never left them eight hours Yes, yeah. but whenever I'd leave them in there longer they would be distracted exactly they would get out yeah so I feel like keeping a schedule letting them out not making it a dungeon
0: one other thing I think if you know you're gonna be gone for a long time or like a couple hours and you have to you have no one that can watch him or whatever yeah just wear your dog out
1: oh yeah definitely yeah. Or that have is, activities or in like, Kongs. Yeah, you do the, oh we my used God. to do yes. Kongs with I beer. still
0: do, yeah.
1: See, I haven't found anything to put in the Kongs, because my yeah. boys have terrible stomachs. So oh, yeah. I've been, like, looking, but I haven't yet. Yeah. Um So I never did that.
0: So basically what I do with the Kong is I fill it with a bunch of, like, treats and stuff and freeze it, or put water on it freeze it. Yeah. So it's, like, really hard for them to get out, and it literally will entertain your dog for, like, an hour and a half, yeah. which is amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you know... I think just planning accordingly is just so important. Like, if you're going to be gone for a long time, wear your dog out. Like, just throw the ball, walk them very, very, very far, and give them, like, a con or something, and you're set. And they won't be destructive.
1: And whenever we say give them something to distract them, do not leave bones in your dog's cage. Yeah, oh
0: my god. Because
1: I definitely know that once a bone gets too small, your dog can choke on it, Yeah. which is really scary. So just leave things that are safe you know not a dog toy that's not a dog toy especially if it's a puppy yeah think about a puppy swallowing a squeaker that's not safe yeah um so keep it simple keep it safe keep it positive so reinforcement is huge on crate training um also this is a a really big one being patient with your dog okay i think i should take the
0: wheel on this one yes because i never had this okay so majority of you unless you're Andrea for some reason won't have this issue but when you get your dog and you put them in their crate they're gonna scream their head off maybe at night Tank didn't really do this at night he only did it during the day when I would kind of try and train him but the most important thing is you have to put them in there you have to get through it like they're gonna scream regardless Mm -hmm. everyone's going through it unless you're just lucky and your dog just doesn't do that but
1: I'm very thankful for but I think a lot of people where they go wrong is when their dog starts screaming, they get scared or they're like, oh my God, I need to go give it comfort. Okay, first time you do that, it's over Over. Yeah,
0: you can have no mercy.
1: Exactly. There's no way of getting out. Yeah, no. It's going to be worse.
0: So basically what we're kind of saying is, When they scream, you can't give them attention because think if you were in a box and you started screaming and every single time you scream, you got what you want. Exactly. Then you wouldn't stop screaming. It's like a baby. Exactly. It's like like,
1: it's literally like a toddler. Yeah. If I give a kid a lollipop for crying, every single time they cry, they're going to expect a lollipop. Exactly. So there you go. It's (laughs) negative reinforcement. Yeah, it really is. So So I guess being patient is number one and something that people struggle with. It might take two days, it might take three months. Hopefully it doesn't. But be patient. I know that that's something that people give up on. They just automatically... They assume it's not going to stop. And I
0: vividly remember sitting on my bed while he was screaming and looking up like, is this ever going to stop? Because I literally was convinced like he was going to do this forever. And I live in an apartment and I was like, well, I don't want someone to like rat on me. Yeah, exactly. So I think just like being patient enough to know that yes, it does stop. Like don't freak out because yeah. I wish someone could have told me that. I would have loved someone to be like, dude, it's fine. But like, I, A tip that I gave oh. Allie
1: too is covering the crate. Yeah. That changed the game for me. That's for sure. something that I did from day one. And I don't yeah. know if that's why my dogs are so perfect in the crate, but yeah. I always covered the crate and yeah like I, with a blanket or a towel yeah a blanket a towel but I kept it covered like they cannot yeah. see out of it so I would wear them out yeah a ton, and yeah. then I would cover the crate not make any noise go into my room yeah
0: I just want to say like I said maybe like two seconds ago like I promise this is like one of probably the hardest thing I think of having a mm-hmm. puppy because I didn't really have trouble with potty training I, I never had problems. this was definitely the hardest part so I think just knowing that it's all going to be okay, and I promise they'll figure it out. If you are strict about it and you don't feed into them wanting to, get, like, get out. Yeah, or yell and, at them. Or <laughs> yell at them. Don't punish them. Just make it a positive place. Like, they'll pick up on it pretty fast. It took me about three weeks, I think. Yeah, it took
1: you three weeks. It took me... Yeah. With Didka, he was just spot on perfect. Yeah. Lombardi, it took him about... Uh, one or two nights until yeah. then I started sharing a crate with them and it was over, over. with. It was, yeah. Yeah, he was perfect after. So yeah, just be
0: super patient and know that there's a lot of resources that you probably can like look at if you are confused or need your yeah. help but we are here for you. Also, we'll it help. varies
1: by breed. So yeah. depending on what breed you have, we have big dogs so it I might be not- smaller, it might <laughs> yeah. be different for smaller dogs. I know nothing
0: about small dogs. I so. know nothing either. <laughs> so maybe don't ask us about your Yorkie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have no clue about a Yorkie
0: okay guys one more thing before we go if you've been following our social media you'll know that we've mentioned the spotlight pup of
1: the week our purpose behind this is basically to help spread awareness for shelter and rescue dogs
0: we've been working with rescues and shelters all over the country to get the word out as
1: much as possible our goal is to help as many pups get a home as we can throughout our podcast journey drum roll guys this week we have two spotlight pups of the week Introducing Maxa. He is from DFW Lab Rescue. Maxa is an
0: extremely handsome fellow with a gentle and loyal spirit. He has very good house manners and is good with children and other dogs of all sizes. There's still a ton of play in this boy even though he is eight and a half years old. Maxa has diabetes. This is controlled by medication and diet, but his former family is no longer able to give him the care and attention that he needs. Making Maxa a part of your family will be a commitment, but if you're willing and able to make this commitment, you will be rewarded with unconditional love and companionship from this incredible dog. If you're interested in Maxa, please visit www.dfwlabrescue.org. You can also follow them on Instagram at dfwlabrescue.
1: Our next Spotlight Pup of the Week is Obi. He is a 6-year-old black lab and weighs 63 pounds. Obi is crate-trained and house-trained. If you're looking for a perfect companion, look no further. Obi's ideal home would be one with a backyard, with a family, or a single person who wants a best friend. Obi is neutered, vaccinated, and microchipped. He is also housebroken. Obi is looking for his forever family to spoil with lots of kisses and cuddles. For more information on OB, visit LuckyLabRescue.com or follow them on Instagram at LuckyLabRescue.
0: Thank you guys again for listening and make sure to tune in next Monday for our third episode. Peace out, dogs!